podcast is brought to you by You're the Best, a celebration of friendship, a collection of essays by the Satellite Sisters celebrating the power of female friendships in our lives. This holiday season, skip the scented candle or the bottle of wine. Tell your BFF she's the best with a copy of You're the Best by the Satellite Sisters, available at Amazon or wherever books are sold. You are listening to Satellite Sisters. This is our recap of the CBS drama Madam Secretary. This week, it's Season 3, Episode 8, Breakout Capacity. I'm Leanne Dolan in Pasadena, California. My sister Julie Dolan is in Dallas, Texas. And Julie, it was Election Day on Madam Secretary. I I started moaning as soon as I saw it was Election Night, Leanne. I wanted to go hide in a bunker. Actually, I wanted to go into the Situation Room. I thought maybe... Maybe that would be a safe place to be on election night. I know. They started talking about like Ohio and electoral college or electoral college, however you say it. And it doesn't, it was like, no. And then the sweat started and it really isn't any better fictionalized, is it, Julie? No, it isn't. And it's always Ohio, right? It's always. Oh, I know. I know. It just makes me crazy. I it's mean, never California, no. and it's apparently never Texas. No. It's always Ohio. Uh, yeah. All right. So we had three storylines happening this week. We'll break them down. The first one was diplomatic crisis on Election Day. Because you know what, Julie? Bess McCord never stops working. It doesn't matter okay. that she's on the ballot. Oh, no. She's going to town uh, as the Russian-Iran uh, U.S. nuclear deal falls apart. So we got that storyline. Then we have the staff on election day. Uh, apparently, it's the one day in D.C. where everyone goes crazy, drinks too much, sh- sings show tunes, and then makes some really poor choices based upon just being socially awkward nerds. <laughs> I mean, that I, whole I system. Think that, I think there might be a lot of truth in that fiction, Leanne. So, uh, yes, that was a, that was a very interesting development. Of course, I'm always happy to see the staff characters on this show, and I just love it when I heard there was going to be a piano bar. Very exciting. I'll bring my songbook. And then on the home front, this was a good story. Jason, the youngest son, who's the rebel, you know, questions authority, reads stuff on the internet, and then spits it back like it's the truth. He goes oppo. He starts wearing um, the the T-shirt and supporting one of the candidates running against uh, President Dalton. Yeah, he's, he's supporting sort of the Bernie Sanders uh, style candidate uh, in this election. And isn't that what every teenager wants to do is just humiliate and or aggravate their parents at all times, right? There was a lot of truth to this storyline. I'm sure many, many parents out there could relate to this, particularly in this election year when you just want to throttle your teenager. (laughs) But, But then you want to support their ideas too. All right, let's break it down one by one. Okay, the diplomatic crisis, Julie, it's election day. And if you don't recall, or maybe you just don't even watch the show, you just listen to the recaps because believe it or not, that happens. And we are happy to have you here at the Satellite Sisters Talk TV recap of Madam Secretary. Uh, There are three candidates running for president. There's, you know, the blue candidate, the red candidate, and then there's President Dalton, who is running as an 
independent. And there's a lot of talk at the beginning of the show about what if they tie the Electoral College and what about Ohio and this and that. And runoff is likely in this scenario. So the best the team seems to be hoping for is that President Dalton doesn't lose, that at least he gets into a runoff. I still find the mechanics of this a little confusing. Do you? <laughs> I, don't. I know. I have, we have to go back and we have to really uh, review the constitutionally and to see what the protocol is for this. But yes, I mean, that's this, that I guess it's technically possible you'd have a third can- party candidate and it's technically possible there could be some three-way tie or whatever. I don't know, Leanne. But it's just, I, it that, just that no one seems that concerned. Like, is Russell running the the reelection for, with that like tiny, tiny whiteboard in his office that had? <laughs> it looks. It looked like a failed science project. You know, board. You know that. You know how I get those. <laughs> three-way boards you have to buy for your kid's science project. This looked like he wouldn't even receive a passing grade on this little sort of felt board that had all the states in the, you know, again, because we're having just gone through the election, we're kind of sick of this. You know, the, you know, swing states, the, you know, the ones that are solidly in the red column, solidly in the blue column, but that's what he's doing. He's doing, he's counting votes. And that is what politicians do. On on like post-its, on like note cards. I mean, it's there's not even a twenty something with a computer screen in front of him moving stuff around. Nope. Like, I mean, nope. if John King can do it, I can't Russell get one of those? I don't. I don't understand. <laughs> and then Russell gives like a really uninspiring speech. I don't know is best technically on the ballot as the VP because. She doesn't, again, seem all that concerned. I mean, she no, goes, she doesn't. Yeah. I forgot that, Leanne, that yes, she apparently is the official running mate. Right. I mean, there was some discussion of Henry's tie because uh, maybe it wasn't appropriate for the spouse of the soon to be vice president that it wasn't, I don't know, his black tie wasn't, wasn't the right color. He was supposed to wear blue. But yes, she doesn't seem concerned with that. She has more important things on her day job, namely the Russians and the Iranians, which is a very dreary uh, combo, isn't yeah. it? Like, <laughs> it is. It's just like, oh, here we go oh, again. No, they just you know, you know those Iranians. You just cannot trust them. They've made this great policy deal. It was supposed to really help out the situation between between the U.S., Russia, and and Iran. And of course, those other two parties are not living up to their end of the bargain at all. Yeah. So they get some intel from that guy who works in the basement, who seems to know everything, (laughs) the basement of the State Department, who seems to know everything about nuclear. He helped out Jay the last time there was stolen nukes, loose nukes in Russia, the Ukraine, that, oh, some stuff is on the move. The Iranian, the Russians are transporting some stuff to Iran. It could be centrifuges. Is that how you say that word? Yes, centrifuges. Yes. (laughs) I thought I thought that's either an ice skating term or it's a nuclear project. I can't remember. <laughs> the Russians are quite good at ice skating. Lady. They are. So it's possible that they were exporting, you know, ice skating talent uh, to the Iranians because they're nowhere to be seen at the Winter Olympics. Yeah. Yeah. So 
Um, so, uh, and, and so Bess is on it. They, they figure it out like instantaneously. Bess, Jay, guy from the basement. They, they've got sources. You know, Bess recognizes the name of some obscure Iranian banker on a list of suspects that she remembered from her CIA days. And, oh, he's only going to show up if it's a really big deal. And, okay, so now we have to stop the ship in international waters on election day with their poll numbers plummeting. So, and it's a real test of Dalton's, you know, foreign policy and it's all Bess's fault if it goes wrong and Dalton's going to take all the credit if it goes right. So, um, is that, is that fair enough to say? Yes. Which, so, I mean, that creates quite a dramatic moment. You have to admit that, you know, that they're going to stop this ship. They're going to search the ship and, Typically on TV shows, when they when you have any kind of group like, you know, the government or the FBI are going to search containers, the stuff is never in the containers, is right. it, Lee? No, no, it's no. never there. No. So but lo and behold, the centrifuges were in the containers on this ship bound for Iran. And we know this because if you're in the U.S. government, you can get cameras everywhere. It doesn't matter. You are watching it like it's unfolding on Netflix. And they've got everyone in the situation, all those generals that never speak, and they've got Bess, and they're watching it unfold, and there are the centrifuges. And uh, so now there's some tense negotiating because now the Russians are embarrassed that they were doing this arms deal. So they have to – Bess has to agree to save face – to allow the Russians to act like they were in on stopping the ship as opposed to the actual perpetrators of the crime, even though it's supposed to be some rogue Russians that did it. And is Iran going to allow the Blue Helmets, the the UN peacekeepers, the inspectors in to do the the inspections? Well, Julie, do they? Well, Leon, I don't know. Another tense moment there, whether it's going to go through. But yes, indeed, uh, they're allowed to do their inspections. So all in all, it was... A very compelling election day if you were those few people in the situation. I, I, but the I know. That, is- seemed, that seemed good. I mean, I, I just – I also thought that the Russian uh, – was he the Russian ambassador? Yeah. He was quite thuggish looking for the ambassador, didn't you, didn't you think? And I couldn't figure out why Bess and the Russian ambassador had to meet in the church. That I guess just because it was the most unlikely place that those two would would show up. But they were doing something. It was like all day. Aren't they turning on the TV for some election (laughs) results? Like at one point, Russell's like, "Okay, uh, okay, it's time now." And I thought he meant, "Oh, finally, it's time to turn on the TV because you're running for president and (laughs) and you may lose it today." But no, Russell meant, "Oh, it's time to go to the Situation Room." I mean, I, I didn't understand that. Like, no one seemed to be watching TV all day. No, <laughs> no. Apparently, they didn't care about those exit polls. But as we now know, they're, they they cannot be trusted yeah. anyway. So there, there you go. <laughs> so it looks like... Uh, he he's through to the to so now so the election results came in. He didn't quite win enough to win the presidency, but now the Congress is going to pick the president. And presumably that's when the show I think we have one more new episode before the holidays and then the show will come back in January and we'll have that dramatic tense face off. And so all throughout the show Dalton was also calling um calling members of Congress to win their support. And yeah, but essentially giving away favors, government yes, favors yeah. to, to people. <laughs> yeah. Sure, you want a water park? Yeah, you can have that. Sure, you want a bridge? <laughs> Whatever. I mean, he was he was willing to do anything. 
So, so stay tuned for whether he's actually going to be the president. Uh, but in the meantime, he seemed to have shored up that access of evil with Iran, Russia, and the U.S. there operating and saving the world from nuclear power, nuclear arms. Okay, in the second storyline, the staff just goes crazy <laughs> on election day. I mean... Well, yeah, apparently they're not that concerned about the Iranian nuclear crisis, Leon. Okay, no. so they're they're just off to the piano bar, which as soon as I heard that Blake was going to be bringing his songbook and they were going to be doing a lot of drinking, I knew that was going to be a fun episode. Now, uh, I, I do follow the the actor that plays Blake on Twitter, and so he was live tweeting the event. And he said, "We're singing. Just want you to know, you're going to be very happy. You know, people who want us to sing, there's going to be singing. Me and Patina are going to be singing. So that was very exciting. Uh, and of course, he sang the song "Can't Take My Eyes Off of You," uh, the Frankie Valley song, and he was in the Jersey Boys movie. Yes. Now he didn't. So it was all very good. That it was, was very really, cozy. Eric Fergan yes. is the the actor's name. So, uh, so that was exciting that they went to this bar. But then the first time we have Daisy break up with her boyfriend, Oliver, who's the only tech guy at the White House. So I don't know what the White House is going to do now. <laughs> he does all the tech work there, everything, everything from high level hacking to fixing Henry's computer. So I don't know what's going to happen at the White House. That whole, their whole tech situation is going to fall apart. Oliver takes a private sector job and, and sort of invites Daisy along, but she doesn't want to move to California. She likes the day-to-day interaction. And it did strike me, even that conversation, I was like, wouldn't you wait till after election day to make that discussion? <laughs> right? Apparently not, Leanne, because we don't live in D.C., so we yeah. don't know this. But I guess this is what politicos do. Okay. All, everything happens on election day. <laughs> okay. And then uh, Matt, finding out that Daisy has broken up with Oliver, the tech guy, he sees he sees an entree and Daisy's very flirty with him at the bar. Like Right. There was a window of opportunity. Then they really started drinking way too much. Uh, but that was not what Daisy had in mind. No, because Daisy's old boyfriend showed up. Uh, Wynn, the guy who drives the Porsche, and his yeah. license plate is Winsome or Winsome. I... <laughs> I was like, is it winsome or winsome? <laughs> um, you know, it could go either way, really. And he shows up, and he's adorable, and he's not drunk like Matt is. And Daisy leaves with because him. Because he, he's the major spoke. He's working as a pot lobbyist, Liam. Isn't that his new job? Yes, that's right, Julie. That's right. And then we have uh, Mike B., everybody's favorite K Street lobbyist, shows up. He's winsome's friend. And, um, and he goes right for, uh, right for Nadine. I mean, what yes. was that? <laughs> I didn't see that coming at all. No. Because they obviously know each other, and maybe there's some previous history there. We don't know. But they got they got cozy all of, all, all very quickly. Yeah, Nadine even did, like, some sashaying around the bar. And, <laughs> I mean, she was sashaying in and out. And the next morning, they're all hungover, and they wake up with all different people and now they got to go to the office, and they're. I thought it was unprofessional to be passing the Pedialyte at the. Yeah. I mean, they should the have just gotten the vitamin water, right? I mean, Pedialyte—that's a clear signal that. Yeah, and they all look very hungover. Yes, yeah. they did not look ready to solve the next crisis that was obviously coming to the State Department. I have to say, if I was Nadine, I would have gone out to dinner with Mike B. I, I don't know what she was hesitating for. He seems like yeah. an interesting guy. I, I don't know. Again, I think there's more to the story there. Maybe we'll see some of that uh, relationship develop. The dog certainly likes Nadine. So. <laughs> okay. 
So it was just they left to- they left Madam Secretary just hanging there with the guy from the basement and Jay. They went off, got drunk, sang a lot of songs, slept with people. They're going to have regrets, but they may or may not be fired in January. So that's what we know about our State Department people. And then finally, on the home front, we have Jason, the rebel son, who decides to support the Bernie Sanders-like candidate. And uh, he gets an earful from Henry. And I, I like... <laughs> I like these. Henry's had a couple of good monologues the last couple of weeks. He's really had some nice moments where he's got, even though they haven't been, he hasn't dominated the storyline, he's really had a couple of nice moments. And there's one where he basically tells Jason, as my mother would have said, uh, smart mouth, the smart mouth. (laughs) That's, she did. She, she called a number of us smart mouth, didn't she? Yeah. Jason, the smart mouth. Um, who goes on, of course, Facebook, supporting the opposition candidate. And then Henry quizzes him on certain policies that he has, particularly like, hey, what about nuclear arms? What do you think about that? Blah, 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 blah. Henry just, he digs the hole and Jason falls straight in. Because basically the kid knows nothing but the rhetoric. But free college. (laughs) Free college. I mean, how can you be against that, Lynn? It's hard. It's really hard. So, uh, so Henry has this moment where he says to Jason, "You know, you're gifted. You have a real gift. You you understand ideas and you know how to use language. So you really have to use it carefully. And when you support someone, you have to be all in. When you find something you believe in, you have to learn everything you can about it, and then you can talk about it. But until then, keep your mouth shut and take that t-shirt off. <laughs> Smart mouth. Smart mouth." <laughs> I just love that. <laughs> yeah, and he took him to some abandoned section of the city too, which yeah. uh, which it was it was meaningful. So, but I mean, and you know, it would it, it would be nice if you really could have those kind of conversations with your teenage children. So, <laughs> I had mainly screaming matches, <laughs> but I understand other families uh, run differently. Yeah. <laughs> well, you had a couple of smart mouth teenage kids. I guess <laughs> I had you some- too, Leanne. Yeah. I mean, I had some conversations this week about the political process over the Thanksgiving weekend. And what's scary is, like, they do start to educate themselves. And then you know you're sunk. You know, Jason at 16, he was just touting sort of the slogans. He hadn't actually done the work. But by the time they get to college and they're 18, 19, 20, then then you're in deep. But, uh, you know, the educate yourself and stop talking, that's a good line. So... (laughs) <laughs> I liked it. I liked it. Um, uh, so that was this week, election day. You know, we're heading towards January and we're going to see how that happens. And I think we're going to see more of Mike B and Nadine. I think you're right about that, Julie. And uh, Henry, no black dog station this week. He just stayed home and, and was the good dad. So that was good to know. Um, binders full of blouses. We had two spectacular pleated white blouses this week. I know. Eileen, I think every woman in America should get one of those blouses because I think it can work for everyone you in do, different even ways. On, even on the large, the well-endowed? Yes. <laughs> I, I think that's, the, yes, with the, yes, I do, Leanne. I think it's such a pretty, strong, uh, it's, it, it's the combination of being both pretty and strong that I like about it. So, okay. uh, so I think every woman, uh, needs that. So I personally want that blue coat, that blue winter clo- coat she had yeah. uh, in the opening scene. That was, uh, again, it was a spectacular co- uh, color. I'm going to do some research on it. I think it's out of my price range, but I loved it. I loved it. Liam. <laughs> 
<laughs> and for me, the two other things that stood out were the earrings this weekend uh, on this week's es- um, episode, Leanne. I mean, she had some little uh, sort of white goldy bobble things, which oh, I, thought yes. would make, I thought would make a nice holiday gift for you. Yes, uh, I'll take those. <laughs> yeah, if you can find those, I'll totally take them. Yeah. Again, I think they may be out of our price range, yeah. but uh, they were very, very nice. And again, another a little, a little like a green jewelry thing that w- that was very attractive. Yes, yeah, the accessories very strong, very strong. Anything else about the show? Anything else stand out for you? This no, week, other than, uh, my final comment is that I just think as we go towards the midterm elections and media coverage that all the major networks should really invest in a piano bar. Yeah. They get rid of, get rid of the interactive uh, map of the United States because those, those really don't work as we've found out and just go to it with a piano bar. And as the election results come in that you could just have some Broadway stars singing some tunes that could really help to bring the country together. Win or lose. If you heard some good Broadway uh, tunes, you might feel better about the evening, right? Da, 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 da. I won't sing. Yeah, no, it was great. Just singing those punny political lyrics to Oh, When the Saints Come Marching In. It was great. It was great. All right. I was happy to see it. Uh, next week, Madam Secretary is not on. They're showing NCIS. So you're on your own there. And there, I'm, uh, there's no singing on that show. So don't, so how many don't dead, bother. How many dead Marines could there be? I just, like, I, don't, I don't understand. Really. It's a fine show. It's a fine show. They come up with solutions every week. That's what people want, Leanne, solutions. Okay. Okay. All right. But we'll be back with one last recap before the holiday season. We're the Satellite Sisters. You can listen to our regular podcast. And we're happy that some of you have moved over. Every week on the Satellite Sisters Facebook page, people comment, I started listening to your TV recaps. Now I listen to the regular Satellite Sisters show. Great to have found you. We're glad to have found you too. So it's wonderful to have you. You can find our new shows posted every Tuesday at SatelliteSisters.com. Julie, you could not make a regular Satellite Sisters recording today because you were at a summit. on. I was at a summit. I was on North Korea, Leanne. It was a fascinating summit that was hosted at the uh, Bush Presidential Library here in Dallas, Texas. And uh, really some exciting stuff that I'm going to be talking about on our next podcast. And here's the thing about North Korea that we all, you know, that there's a lot of bipartisan consensus in the U.S. that more needs to be done to really help this human rights crisis that's going on there. So uh, some good news coming out of the conference. All right. That's on next week's Satellite Sisters. But don't worry, on this week's Satellite Sisters, we have stuff like the new lip trend for the holiday season. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) It used to be a beauty don't, but now it's a beauty do. You're going to want to listen. Uh, Liz talks about what vitamins we really do need, thanks to Jane Brody of the New York Times. And Julie, I have breaking news from the opera world. So those are the things we cover on this week's Satellite Sisters. And then we're also going to be recapping the season finale of Dark. So you can find all of that at iTunes or at SatelliteSisters.com. Jewel, have a great week. You too, Leon. And don't forget, call your Satellite Sisters.